Hello and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, a post-qualifying edition or a PQP as Matt likes to call it. My name's Katie and joining me to talk through that insane Singapore Grand Prix qualifying is none other than Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder. Tommy, describe that Singapore qualifying in one word, go. Awesome. Awesome. Great first word. Well, let's (laughs) dive straight into it. Uh, Obviously, goes without saying, going to be quite a spoiler if you haven't watched qualifying yet. Um, Make sure you've watched it. Yeah. Get on that now because it was awesome. So let's start off with the beginning and we'll like kind of build the suspense as we get to the end. So Q1, it was kind of a wet slash dry session. We'd had half of FP3 rained off um, and it was still a very damp track. So we saw everyone go out on intermediates. Uh, what did you think to the conditions? Did you think at the start, yes, we're going to get some interesting results here? Or Yeah, I'm surprised actually that if, a bit of a spoiler, uh, but like you say, you should have watched Quali. If, you're, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> if you've if got you're this far to, and you've not watched you, Qualify. Yeah, if you're listening to a post-Quali <laughs> podcast, you've not watched Quali. But yeah, um, the fact that it only got dry enough right at the end of Q3 Oh, well, not right at the end of Q3, but in Q3, I thought Q1, it was going to, they might even be on drives, but no, inters for the whole thing, particularly that final sector was really tricky. Um, you had a lot of, uh, a lot of water um, before they go under that grandstand, um, a lot of water on the track. And yeah, it was such heavy rain and it just kind of stuck around um, for a long time. So yeah, inters for the whole thing was drying up a little bit so it's just a a classic uh a classic case that when the track is drying it's all about that final run you're just going around setting laps for the sake of it drying the drying the track but what matters is that is that final run and nailing that final run yeah no very much so i love conditions like that though where it's half wet half dry um and yeah like sometimes you can get a really crazy result um but unfortunately well for me as a Danny Rick and Esteban Ocon fangirl uh not the not the best uh result because we had Bottas out uh in Q1 as well as Daniel Ricardo, Esteban Ocon who we'll go into in a little bit uh Alexander Albert and Nicholas Latifi they were oh, the guys that were favorites. out in Q1 I know Ricardo Ocon and Latifi you go and Natella boy I know sad time so <laughs> Um, I love that. I love that that you're on about the session. Um, yeah, this is where you get a, a mixed up order, Latifi yeah. P20. What a, <laughs> what a shocker! Um, Three um, things um, life are guaranteed, or whatever the saying is. Yeah, and cover cover your ears, Danny Rick fans. But unfortunately, Daniel Ricciardo going out in Q1 isn't actually that much of a shock anymore. That is really mean. I can't believe you said this. That's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> it it's, yeah. But Esteban Ocon, let's talk about him because he was a shock because his teammate, he was setting in some pretty speedy laps towards the end of qualifying. But um, we saw that he had some sort of brake issue, he was saying on the radio, didn't have any brakes on his final lap, which obviously is quite a concerning thing. Um, and I personally thought that we'd see Esti Bestie like hunting around nearly a top five finish maybe which um we've seen the alpine look quite good in mix of conditions over the weekend so i thought maybe they'd be like the sneaky uh good result but it was not meant to be for poor esteban um goes without saying as well we're recording this immediately 
after qualifying. So Esteban has probably been crying his heart out in the media pen and actually given more of a proper review of what was wrong with his brakes and all that kind of stuff. But Tommy and I, we've literally gone in the deep end with this podcast. So we're not going to have the same kind of uh, information to bring you as if we were recording it in three hours time. So apologies for that, but keep tuned to WTF1.com and you'll be able to read all about it instead. <laughs> Great so plug. after that little plug, thank you very much. Um, let's move on to Q2 then, because conditions were drying up and we thought maybe we'd see a few drivers gamble on the slicks. And we did see that from the Aston Martin guys, but... Mm didn't work out as well as planned which is a shame because Lance Stroll was putting in some nice quick little speedy laps uh, throughout qualifying I feel like that's a huge missed opportunity for Stroll because he was looking quick yeah all weekend really I know I know he obviously had that moment where he went into into the wall but genuinely looked quite good uh, around here so it just didn't work out they were obviously listening to our twitch because we were mentioning when Vettel went on the mediums in Turkey and we were laughing um about it and then sure enough about two minutes later Aston Martin were like yeah that's a good idea actually let's put the slicks on and I thought that was the way to go it looked like it was dry and it would be a, a good a good thing to do unfortunately that wasn't the case it just they were so close because if you look at Lance Stroll's final run, when he was obviously on slicks, they'd committed three, four, five minutes to go, or whatever. And um, he did a couple of laps and his final lap that he crossed the line right at the end of the session wasn't actually that far off. Genuinely one more lap. And I think that would have been mm. the perfect window because um, skipping a little bit ahead to, to Q3, everyone uh, minus a couple went straight out uh, on the dries anyway so um they Aston Martin yeah unfortunate uh unlucky really because what might have been but I guess the big shock from that session was George Russell yikes I know George Russell Mr Consistency Mr Saturday he's got all of these nicknames but it wasn't to be for him in Singapore, could only manage P11, which is pretty shocking when you look ahead to Q3 and see where his teammate Lewis Hamilton, like the laps that he was putting out there, that getting too ahead of myself. They're amazing. But yeah, P11, so out in Q2 for George. Um, he's He seems to have really struggled to gel with that Mercedes this weekend. We've seen some hiccups from him in FP1, FP2, FP3, and now in qualifying. And as a result, yeah, he'll be starting down the grid in P11. Uh, Do you think there's much hope for him to get continue like the top five streaks and things that he's been doing this year uh, in Singapore? Or what what are your thoughts? Uh, He's going to have to rely on one of the top five breaking down i think i think he'll get through all the runners in terms of the midfield so that puts him p6 and then i think he's gonna have to rely on um yeah maybe maybe one of the top guys having a dnf or something so he might do it but yeah he's put himself on the back foot massively and another driver that's has to be said a long way off the teammate because uh, in that mm. session as well, he was, um, yeah, so far, so far out of it. So not a good, not a good session. And yeah, he just hasn't looked comfortable at Singapore. It's not gelled with him when 
it's the complete opposite for for someone like Hamilton who just loves this track and you could just tell um from from the laps he's been doing that he loves this track George not the case no not the case um and then let's jump into Q3 because oh my what a Q3 we had we knew it would be exciting we had lots of the track drying up the switch from inters to slicks but uh, I don't think any of us could have predicted how intense it would have been. So let's start with Yuki Sonoda because everyone, we say everyone went out on slicks. Magnuson and Sonoda thought, no, I'm going to stay out on my intermediates. And for a small segment, that was a fantastic decision because Sonoda went fastest early on. We had a Sonoda Verstappen, one, two. Tommy, you were the happiest man in all of England at that point. Yeah, I took a picture. I'm going to frame it on my wall because um, it will never <laughs> happen again. Backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, get rid um, of the picture of Grace as your background and make it that instead. And... Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it, the problem was, it seemed like it seemed like a good thing for him to be top, but actually, all it ended up doing for Magnuson and Sonoda just meant they had less time on the drives during the session when you want to be just circulating round and round and round um, until until the end again um, and just getting the most from the dry tyres because unless some freak rainstorm, which was never going to happen, they were always going to just plummet down the order once the slick tyres came in. No, very much so. So after the intermediates were sort of found to not be the best tyre, we then had everybody make the switch to the slicks and Lewis Hamilton, that man, he's got obviously a fantastic track record at this circuit. He has set some stunning qualifying laps here in the past, but he was like on another like level. It was insane some of the times that he was setting. He looked so comfortable with the car, you know, just balancing it right, getting close to the walls, but he seemed to just be in his element, didn't he? That first run, oh my word. We've, it's the kind of thing we've said a lot of Verstappen this year where he doesn't... Um end up you know he he doesn't take a long time to dial himself in and just go for it uh verstappen's been doing that all year this time it was hamilton because yeah the start of the session sonoda and magnuson were on inters everyone else was on uh the softs and yuki went fastest but hamilton's first lap was two seconds mm. quicker than sonoda who originally was first and miles ahead of everyone else on the dry tires. It was incredible. Um, it was superb. Awesome. So, yeah, he was looking really quick. Um, skipping ahead a little bit to, to the actual result. Uh, he obviously got P3 in the end. 0. 0.05 off pole, the tiniest margin. And he's not even on the front row. Um, it's going to feel like a what might have been, but you never know. Oh, yes, it's true. You I say mean, that. I've just seen what... Let's just go now. I've just seen you've written Merck summoned LOL. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but LOL, because you just can't believe that, like, after all that insane session, there's more stuff to, to be on top of it. So, yes, in the last few minutes, so while we're recording this live, the stewards have issued a document summoning Mercedes and said a team representative is required to report to the stewards at 22.15 in relation to the incident below. And it says inaccurate self-scrutineering form. And this is for driver Lewis Hamilton. Now, 
earlier today, Lewis was summoned to the stewards in relation to uh, something to do with the equipment of the the driver. So this can loop in him not wearing the correct underwear. So maybe his fire resistant underwear, the helmet could be to do with jewelry. So the FIA are clearly wanting to get to the bottom of this. Um, And while journalists around the globe try and scramble to figure out what on earth a self-scrutineering form is, um, for the moment, that's all we know is that Mercedes have been summoned in relation to something to do with Hamilton. So um, uh, we'll fill you <laughs> so, in with that once we know more. Yeah, it's nothing the to do with actual, those things. Nothing no. to do with actual qualifying then in terms of like... No. Uh, um, if he's found to have breached his rules of being allowed to wear jewellery or whatever it may be, then I don't know what their, their rules are in terms of a grid drop or maybe a fine yeah, just a reprimand or something. Because that. that would be cruel to take that away from him um but yeah going from hamilton who looked quick in pretty much every sector to max verstappen who is somebody who had quite an uncharacteristic trouble with the final sector here in singapore you know he was setting times that were very quick you know maybe purple sector one purple sector two but when he got to that final sector he seemed to really really be struggling um it was sort of sliding all over the place yeah big big time i just saw actually on on sky they showed a side by side of leclerc's pole lap and max's aborted lap um because obviously again but even even before his aborted lap again like the first two sectors he was just flying and you you're thinking he's got this by a mile um so far clear you, you actually watch him through sector two and the gap is enormous from Leclerc. Mm-hmm. And then they go through that final sector and Leclerc brings all the, the pace back. Um, for whatever reason, the Red Bull could it could just not heat up his tires or whatever, and his tires are just going in the final um the final sector, and he just looked to struggle a uh, big time. It looked like it was still wet. Um when everyone else didn't mm. seem to really have that much of a problem through the the final sector, the Red Bull, well, certainly Verstappen's Red Bull, um, just couldn't for whatever reason get any heat in the tires, and uh, yeah, was skating around. It every time we went on that corner that goes under the grandstand, he had yeah. a, a swapper on every single lap, um, and yeah, ended up being a shocker because he aborted a lap that was. He- potentially maybe enough for Paul we don't know it was very close yeah it's one of those things we'll never know but he was 2.5 seconds up on his previous lap um but yeah we're from watching it thinking oh he's gonna come around the final corner what's he gonna do and then yeah falls into the pits that, well, I lap. could not believe that, by the way. Tommy, we'll, yeah, those. we'll have to get the oh. clip on like the watch watch long and watch it back. Because yeah, you were just absolutely shocked. Uh, because yeah, that could have been good enough for pole, but like you say, we'll never know. Um, at the moment, it's believed that it's to do with maybe fuel and not having yeah. enough fuel or being able to provide a fuel sample. Once again, we were recording this immediately after qualifying. So Christian Horner so far hasn't you know, explained what the issue was or anything like that. But we do know that Max was a very, very <laughs> unhappy boy about that box, box, box message um, because he couldn't quite understand it. And, you know, you mentioned it on the watch along, Red Bull making sure to, 
tell him why they made that call when he's not attached to his radio, which is broadcast to everyone around the world, which <laughs> is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, it's been confirmed now that it was a fuel shortage. Um, they they obviously, like you say, told him off <laughs> off the airwaves, even though you did hear a little bit of uh, how frustrated he was. But yeah, looked like he was on for pole at least um, up there near the top. And um, yeah, the I could not believe it when he came into the pits. It was like, oh my god, what what is going on? Why would you have bought the lap? But then it was he like bought a Ferrari. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he aborted the lap before, but you can see why uh, they did it because obviously uh, you have to provide enough of a fuel sample for the FIA at the end of a session. And basically, if they'd carried on, Verstappen, even if he'd got pole, second, third, doesn't matter because mm. he'd have gone round. It'd have run out of fuel. They wouldn't have been able to provide the sample, and then they'd been disqualified. So, so it was basically P8 or, or P20. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we've seen that happen before with um, Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. It's happened to them where they've run out of fuel in qualifying, and it's just an instant. Can't get away with it. No, you just disqualified. Uh, and starting from the back, so it was kind of the lesser of of two evils. Um, for Verstappen to come into the pits, even though when we were just watching it, it looked like, what on earth are you doing? Why have you just aborted a lap where you're about to get pole? But when you actually look on the face of it, it makes sense. But him being down in P8 certainly makes for an interesting Grand Prix. I said it, we mm. need we need Verstappen in the mid-pack because he's just been running away with even when he's been in the mid-pack, he's run away with the races. But this is a much more difficult track to overtake. And the actual grid is looking very, very good indeed for a, for a good race, here's hoping. It is indeed. So let's go through the grid um, so far. And if there's any other drivers that you want to maybe point out a good result from them, then feel oh, we've free. We've spoken so... about the guy on pole. <laughs> That's so true, yeah. So it's Charles Leclerc on pole, which is great for him. Um, keeping that championship alive. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's still a stunning result from, from Leclerc there. And then joining him on the front row, Sergio Perez, which I didn't put him in my top five. Uh, no, he was struggling all weekend. He all has weekend. been. Um, but a brilliant result from him. Um, 0 0.022 seconds off of Leclerc's time. So, you know, once again, very close. Um, so I'm sure he'll be happy to be up there. Keeping and his then Lewis... title alive as well. Yeah, He's oh, that's true, actually. He's not too far <laughs> um, off Leclerc's. Yeah, not off Mazzappen's because that's just, that's gone. We've waved it away now. That's 100% Max's. But I guess it's still a fight for second. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> we've then got Lewis Hamilton in third, as we mentioned before. Carlos Sainz in fourth. Um, we were talking about him on the watch along. He's had some... Really great laps, but some very scrappy moments throughout the weekend, coming extremely close to the wall and probably having lots of change of underwear as a result of it. Fernando Alonso, Goat Alonso, P5 yeah. he managed, which track. is a respectable effort. Um, unfortunately, with Fernando and this track, all I can think about is how he got caught up in the tangle of the two Ferraris. Um, and like Sky Sports used it as a clip for ages when they were promoting their program of like showing the two fires come together and then Alonso just like snailing along where he got caught out. But I think he'll have a better bit of better luck. I think a lot of people 
probably associate Alonso and Singapore with a different <laughs> different race. Oh, but... <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's Spygate. Really uh, sorry, Spygate, Crashgate. Spygate. For those, um, for those yes. wondering. But yeah, Fernando is only half a second off um, uh, pole in no man's land when Esty Bestie was down in 18th. It's a great, great performance from Fernando to get into the top five. Please just have a good race. Get that podium. Yeah. I want to do a shoey. Wow. You actually want to do one? Oh, if it means that um Fernando Alonso gets a pole. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm here for it. Okay. You're putting yourself through that torture, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've then got Lando Norris, who managed to get his McLaren into P6, which is a great effort considering his teammate was down in P17. Pierre Gasly in P7. Yes, we said Max Verstappen, P8. K-Mag in P9. And then Yuki Tsunoda in P10. So a nice little top 10 there. And then, as we kind of alluded to, Russell, P11, Stroll, P12, Schumacher, P13, Vessel, P14, Joe, P15, Bottas, P16, Ricardo, P17, Ocon, P18, Albon, P19, and Latifi, P20. So there we go. There's your rundown of qualifying as it stands, knowing the FIA and how they just love to throw a little curveball with a summons or whatever. Who knows if that's going to be the result of qualifying by the time that we've uploaded this podcast. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see. Indeed, yeah. Um, what what a grid that is, though. No, mm-hmm. Don't need grid penalties for a, a bit of a... It's not quite a shit. It's not a huge shake-up, is it? But you got Verstappen down the order, which obviously is good for good for the race. Um, Leclerc's got a bit of advantage uh, starting from pole, but we know that Ferrari haven't really executed the race um, particularly well. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Fingers crossed. If it can't be good exciting. with that grid, then Singapore's washed. <laughs> <laughs> well you're going to be doing the uh, the race watch along tomorrow with matt no indeed yeah well there we go make sure to tune into that if you're listening to this podcast one that you can't afford to miss leclerc on pole so matt's going to be happy we've got max fighting up the grid which is going to be exciting for you and everyone else in between and after as well so so much to look forward to bring on the race Thank you so much to everybody that has listened to this podcast. Uh, Make sure that you stay tuned for Monday's episode because that's going to be reviewing the race and I'm sure it's going to be a good race to review. Tommy, have you got any final thoughts? And I'm also really sorry to do that to you, but it's traditions. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Well, we've not actually mentioned uh, because I guess they got got pole in the end, so they've saved their blushes but ferrari managed <laughs> to do an unsafe release with their own car which was quite interesting <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's so true everything else all the chaos has just completely meant that that's not even been talked about but yeah that was certainly something so that's a really good final thought <laughs> um and i don't know if i have a final thought i've kind of chickened out of that one um I'm really looking forward to the race oh, on Sunday. My you're you're thought. just you're just upset on you that you've got Vettel 14th, Ricardo 17th, yeah. Ocon 18th, Latifi 20th. You good. I've got a Checo front row though, so that's kind you of you have 
Yeah, that's, that's what's keeping me going at the moment. So there we go. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, everyone listening. Make sure to give this podcast a five star review wherever you listen to it. And we will see you for the post race podcast on Monday and for a watch long tomorrow on Twitch. So make sure to follow us over there and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.